For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Halloween Havoc 2021. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Tony D'Angelo, joined tonight by Odyssey Jones and Mandy Rose. Here to talk uh, all refer about... To me, refer to me as the new women's champion. The new yes. NXT women's champion, Mandy thank Rose. You. Congratulations, Mandy. Thank you, thank you. And I made time for this. I should be celebrating. Absolutely. Yeah. Mandy had a better night than both of us. Tony. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, you don't know what Tony was up to, so... Right, yeah. We'll see next week. Oh, we said we were going to do this. Effort was put into this. And here we are tonight. Let's talk about Halloween Havoc. So good to see you both. Odyssey Jones, I think I think you win. You may have lost in the ring, but you win in the costumes. Yes, I did do the yeah, job. This is not win. a competition. <laughs> not a competition. <laughs> I think you guys look amazing. Uh, I, I hope to aspire to the successes, the successes you guys had, uh, especially Mandy Rose winning that championship. Very proud of you. Uh, but yes, it was, a, it was a good night. Uh, not a great night. Could have been better for me, but I'm glad to be here with you guys talking about NXT Halloween Havoc. Uh, <laughs> so before we get into the show, I believe we have some news to cover. We do. Let's uh, get into some news, uh, not the least of which. Raw did $1.658 million, up about 4%, but it was up 19% in the demo with 0.47. Uh, what did you guys think about Raw last night? I thought it was kind of an average show, nothing too offensive. They had a pretty good main event, uh, but Raw looks like it's going to settle into this range. Uh, you know, in terms of total viewership, uh, another pretty low rating, uh, Mandy. Yeah, I thought it was a... Uh, um kind of average i was i'm interested to see where they're going with damian priest i love the main event uh, main event was very very good um uh, but overall i wasn't really that much into the show i'm not i'm not shocked i think um you have a lot of things competing against it and they didn't advertise actually they, they advertised one match and they didn't even do the match that they advertised yeah. so um you know like why are you going to tune in when you don't even know what's on i can see people just choosing to go elsewhere they need to start advertising matching and, and giving us those matches i am glad they didn't do the match they advertised though because we've seen it a million times yeah uh i watched uh caught up on succession that's what I did. Oh, I still got another episode. I mean, I saw the first one, but I started the second episode and I got half left. So very excited about that. I, I do not regret anything. I think I had a better time than I would have watching Raw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I thought the first half of Succession was better than Raw. That's what I, what I watched last night. <laughs> but uh, let's get to let's get to some spicier ratings news, uh, guys. Uh, Dynamite and SmackDown. So as you know, oh. on Friday, SmackDown aired a replay. Uh, up against AEW Dynamite. The SmackDown replay in total viewership did 632,000 in the final number, and Dynamite was down to 575,000 in its final number. For Dynamite, that's down 21% from the week before. Uh, but uh, in terms of the demo, AEW Dynamite 22, that's a 0.22, uh, whereas SmackDown, the replay did 0.116. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not SmackDown really did hurt AEW Dynamite or whether they were just destined to do this number because uh, last week's numbers weren't really significantly impacted in terms of one 
really hurting the other. I think it was like 5% you could measure that audience went from one show to the other. But um, I think it was more or less a sports competition that really hurt Dynamite. But they did have a big match uh, scheduled for Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black. I do think they give it away too early. Uh, but uh, not a very good number for Saturday, considering they pretty they held up pretty well for a Saturday number last week with 727K. Tony? I mean, symbolically, this is bad for AEW. I know we could talk about demos, but when a repeat is doing this, forget about it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, listen, if we're going to go there, I'm going to say that I feel this this wars between Dynamite and SmackDown have just been a toxic attraction. <laughs> Here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to know. When Dynamite goes on, as it's leading, does the accountant get higher ratings? And like Dynamite is just failing to capture all those people watching the accountant? And it's like bi weekly airing schedule? Right. <laughs> the accountant, the Dynamite, it's like what Silk Stockings used to be when it came on after Raw uh, towards that yeah. companionship. But uh, it, it is kind of an odyssey when you look at these two shows uh, going from one to the other. <laughs> or perhaps an Iliad, but who's counting? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, speaking of spiciness, our final news story is this story that actually Issa turned me on to this uh, last week. She she let me know this because uh, this is popping up on these uh, message board. Uh, Issa is this uh, woman who hosts this podcast sometimes, Mandy. Uh, you got to meet her. She's really cool. Uh, but uh, this story about uh, MSK, we were talking about this last week in terms of them getting booed and how confusing it was. There apparently is a reason behind this. Uh, Izzy, if you'll remember, NXT Bailey girl, the little girl from the Bailey days of NXT, who's a super fan of Bailey. Uh, she's now training to be a wrestler. There was a spot that went viral where Effie, an independent wrestler, very talented, chokeslammed her. And a lot of people uh, voiced objections to this, one of which being Lance Storm, Chelsea Green, and then uh, Nash Carter, uh, the black member of MSK. Not, not that that's what we're going to this, just so you can dis distinguish. Uh, but what happened now is that now MSK is getting heat as a tag team uh, because uh, the family of Issy, uh, the parents of Issy, is now leading this charge amongst these NXT diehards to boo M MSK. I didn't feel like as much as that was going on tonight. I think hopefully now that that's out there in the atmosphere, it's going to be squashed. But that's why you hear boos from MSK if you're wondering, is that Izzy's parents are not very happy with Nash Carter speaking out about their daughter uh, wrestling at such a young age. Mandy. I noticed there was an MSK chant for MSK tonight, which made me wonder yes. now that the story went kind of viral, maybe people, you know, started changing their minds after just seeing the ridiculousness behind the reason why MSK is getting booed. So I was happy to hear them get a better reception. Not that it mattered because we know they weren't as successful as I was tonight when it came to winning <laughs> championships. Um, so I find that completely... Listen, this is not a pun. That's toxic. That's a toxic behavior from fans, and they can't, like, boo someone for having an opinion. I don't like it. It's almost like NXT fans are some sort of closely knit organization. I'm trying to think of a word for it. Um, like Group? a club, a consortium. Uh, um, yeah, a flock. Yeah. Uh, it'll, come, it'll come to me later. But, you know, you cross one, you cross them all. Just how it works. That's exactly what they are, by the way. More so now with Tony D'Angelo in the building. Mm, right. <laughs> what else we got? Those were your news stories. Wow. Well, we open tonight. Chucky. Man, I hope Brad Dorf got paid for this tonight. Or do you think 
do you think remember like you guys are too young for this back when like uh robert englund used to do the tv series freddy's nightmares the spinoff of nightmare on elm street like yeah. there was a freddy stand-in for a lot of things like robert englund you know he's like i'll do the voice but i'm not getting out of bed to put on the makeup you know you're not paying my rate do you think like brad dorif has like you know the comedian gallagher how like he has his brother oh, yeah. that looks kind of like him like gallagher too like or do you think brad dorif like does all the voices for this stuff and gets gets paid you know sag rate I think there's other ones because it does really does it sound like it, Tim? Like spot on. I think there are there are other ones that they use. I feel like keeping up with the Chucky series, and I thought it sounded just like him. So if it's a stand-in, yeah. it sounds very, very much like the real actor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brad Dorf. I looked up seventy-one years old now. Wow. Really. But, but I'm okay. very excited about uh, the Chucky TV series. By the way, did you guys hear the start of it? They dropped like an f bomb. They yeah, did. Like, they did it last week too. I was like, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> uh, but I was very excited to read that uh, his daughter, Fiona Dorf, who was in Curse of Chucky, like the last two movies, like she's in the series. Yeah. So it's in continuity with all the movies, which I've seen. So I'm very excited about that. Just like how Rick Steiner's son is doing an angle with Chucky like he did back in the 90s on Nitro. Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Tonight, how they Everything just in. it's a circle. It all always yeah. closes. It is. <laughs> uh, so we open after Chucky. With uh, the Scareway to Hell ladder match for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane versus Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada versus Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. Odyssey to you first. What did you think of this match? I thought it started out fine, but then it just uh, got pretty scary. What was surprising about this match is that I was very nervous for it because it just wasn't a lot of experience level involved. And then you had that scary spot from last week. But the really scary spots came from the most experienced members where – uh, Zoe Stark had that kind of messed up 450. And Io Shirai would falling off that ladder, which, I mean, her body overcorrected um, because the ladder just didn't hit right. Uh, but uh, it was entertaining in spots. I thought the first half was really good, but then it kind of started to get clunky toward the end of that. Uh, but I, I do agree with the decision of Toxic Attraction winning this match. Yeah. Um, as soon as that happened, though, it kind of made predictable what was going to happen in the women's title match. Yes. Um, that being said, there was a couple of scary spots here. That this always... Mandy is frozen. In time. Maybe, yeah. But yes, uh, there were... Yeah. Quite a like, yeah. Oh, there she is. <laughs> am I back? Am I back? Okay, You're sorry. Back. I am back. not in my usual internet. I don't have my usual internet connection here. No, but I was just saying, um, I, I I liked it, but I, I, I noticed a lot of spots that were not, you know, plan or time accordingly. Hey, you should change yeah. your name to Mandy Froze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of night, folks. It's Tuesday. Uh, strap in. So, uh, I mean, this was interesting to have this match without commercials. I think that definitely yeah. changed the ebb and flow of this. And I think, you know, that's got to be tough when you're doing a match where you don't get that break. You don't get to do the rest spots that you normally do when it goes to commercial break or stall for time or pace it out. But I, I still, I enjoyed this match. I think it's a very smart move. We, we called it on this very podcast, Toxic Attraction, Toxic Attraction Holding All the Women's Gold. Yeah, and that's good. That's it. The predictable booking portion of this was good, but uh, there was a lot of frustrating booking on this show tonight that I was did not sit well with me. Oh. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Um, also, it's, it's, it's a little frustrating to see EO in this match. I know I, I say this every week, but last year at Halloween Havoc, she was winning that women's title, and I just to see her in the 
tag team title division that doesn't really mean anything to anyone. It's just frustrating because she did feel, I know that she missed a few of her spot, but she did feel like the most talented woman in there that doesn't belong in this group of people. I agree. Um, And we went from this to what was a recurring segment throughout the night, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. I believe they were both dressed as Tupac from the California Love video. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's what they're going for, yeah. <laughs> this was we also got the word from Trick Williams too because they're singing a gold digger and the thunder and lightning could cut him off just before. So I guess I guess Mr. McMahon's the only one who could say the N word on WWE programming. <laughs> this was produced, man. I mean, they probably went to Universal they, or some haunted house. Oh yeah. they, they do a good job of these events. They put effort into this, and I appreciate it. As a big horror fan and Halloween person, I loved everything about this segment and everything that was going on and, and the effort that got put into it. Halloween Havoc always felt like a big deal, and it's, it's, it's a team pay-per-view, so they really went all out for the team of it this year, it felt like. Yeah, I thought this was good. I mean, this whole segment, I thought the stuff with uh, Dexter and Johnny Gargano was great. This was a great way to build and further a feud without having to have a match. Yeah, that's a good way of putting mm-hmm. it. And, I mean, I thought Trick Williams was fantastic in these, just as kind of like the – they're like a comedy buddy team, but Trick Williams was like the – I guess Carmelo was a straight man, and then he's playing off Trick Williams. And Trick was just – had some one-liners and moments that I thought were really funny in this. Yes, yeah, agreed. This was good. I enjoyed it. Um, and we kept coming back to it throughout the night. And then everybody's favorite, uh, Joe Gacy – Versus Malik Wade. <laughs> what are you going to do, folks? Uh, same old, same old. But this time we had a guest, Harland, coming into the room. Dressed as Michael Myers. It's very fitting. <laughs> okay. I mean, is this getting over? Isn't it old already? <sighs> I don't know. I'm still in the wait and see mode in terms of if it's over. Like, it definitely gets people talking. Uh, I don't know if it's in the right way because people, a lot of people seem to be very negative on this. But, I mean, I think he's almost there in terms of clicking with people in a way that they do hate him, but they hate him in a way that they're invested. I just don't think it's apathy, which is good, but I'm not sure if they're getting the right heat. By, by doing this with Joe Gacy, but I'm still kind of intrigued by the character. I mean, I'm sorry to, <laughs> to be the dissenting voice here, but I, I, it does make me interested to see where they're going with this, especially because now they've involved Harlan, and I want to see what they're doing with that. I love what that pool party just said in the chat because I am visiting family, so I'm watching NXT with my nephew, and he said, what is wish.com Kevin Owens doing out here talking? And I'm like... <laughs> Okay, I see. I see that first, like the first impression that you make on someone, and I, and, and that stuck with me. I couldn't stop laughing at that comment. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because the internet hyped up Parker. I will continue to call him Parker because I still don't know what his name is. Har- Harlem? Har- I don't know. But Parker, I thought that Parker because he was so hyped up. I thought he was gonna have some kind of like a different debut. And this just feels weird, this whole storyline. So he caressed his face, and now he's aligned with Joe Gacy. I don't understand. Um, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not into it. I'm not. I'm sorry. I didn't care for this. There needs to be a twist. I mean, you know, swerve the audience. Have it that Joe Gacy doesn't believe all the stuff he's talking about. Like, that, like yeah. behind closed doors, you know, he's uh, evil or doesn't recycle or something. You know, I think I that's mean, what they're going for. I think that's where this is going to go. But you're right. I don't think they're doing a good job conveying that to the audience. 
it's just it seems very thin and i think you know people have, have rebutted my criticism of this i get it it's very topical it's very now but it's also just very two-dimensional and i think mm -hmm. that unless there's some interesting or unique twist to it there's just nothing there and it's just the same thing week in and week out Right. Yeah, that, that is a problem is that it seems like they want to go for something, but uh, the, he just ends up cutting the same promos. And it, it's like they think that by using buzzwords, it's going to make him controversial. Uh, but it needs to be more than just all these buzzwords they keep using. It's like if Tony D'Angelo came out <laughs> and he was just like, spaghetti, mama mia. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Italy. Like, forget about it. Yeah, but there's substance. There's substance right. with Tony D'Angelo. There are layers. There's kidnapping. They're, they're, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They are taking this to the level it needs to go to. And I think depth, 3D characters, that's what makes great wrestlers. And I think that, um, yeah, just feels thin. Mandy yeah. Rose has left us, honestly. Yeah, she's going to celebrate. I'm, hopefully she'll be back. But um... Hopefully. <sighs> Man. What do you think of the Halloween party aspects of tonight? Oh, I thought they were fine. It's one of those WWE tropes that I don't really like uh, seeing when they're just doing these Halloween parties and everybody's out there. Uh, nothing ever seems to really happen. I did see, and this might have been for the first time during the Lumberjack match, that somebody was dressed as the Fiend. And that was very interesting in terms of all these costumes that I saw. A very fun troll job for the internet. But I I'm not a fan of typically when WWE does this, which is weird because the introduction of John Cena when he did the rapper character for the first time is when he dressed up as Vanilla Ice and he kicked some uh, 16 bars and the rest is history. You know, I, I'll never forget watching that being like, man, this kid's got something. Uh, but yeah. other than that, it's just, there's nothing to these usually. And then backstage dancing without music. That was my favorite part. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like this 90 sitcoms where they are just, you know, that's just the extras would just have to dance in the background, whether or not there was music. Yeah. Yeah. Just, oh man. Could have been so much more. Uh, Oh, we have some super chats. Ryan W, two dollars saying Alfred is serving me. I got time for that. <laughs> I love that. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> uh, let's see. Serge McTavish. Glenn is the greatest underground Florida shuffleboard club owner I've ever seen. R Troutfit, what's up? Isa, she is just the diva. Bravo, y'all. Oh, you. oh, Isa didn't get the smoke. And the Thank women's you. champion. Come on. Yes, Mandy. Mandy, I'm sorry. I've never yeah. played shuffleboard. Is it fun for old people onto something? It's fun. Well, they have them at Shake Shacks. And, you know, when I'm waiting for my food at Shake Shacks and I'm with somebody, I, you know, play shuffleboard. It's a fun game. Is it? Or is I this like cornhole it. where we just tell ourselves it's fun, but it's really like, you know. There is like an old person version of shuffleboard when you have the sticks. I've never played that version. I've played the one where you have to use your hand and, and push it. Uh, but hmm. the other version looks okay. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, Steve Marcuccielli, four ninety nine. They missed a chance to make a star yes. with Breakers loss. I, I got a dissenting opinion on that. I don't want to get oh, into that tonight. Very there's, interesting. Uh, it's. I think uh, there's some stuff to talk about there. There was a Diamond Mine Open Challenge tonight, where uh, yeah, Odyssey Jones answered the challenge and Roderick Strong got the win. Odyssey, how are you feeling about that? We don't have to talk about it. Um, my, my neck's a little sore. You know, I, uh, you know, I had to uh, do the job. But, uh, I, I was very uh, flabbergasted with uh, how this went down. I was not happy with 
happened, what they did here. It could have been any, I'm, I'm fine with the diamond mine getting over and, you know, Malcolm Bivens is doing a good job. This is a good act right now. They've really saved the stable. It could have been anybody else. It could have been Von Wagner, Kyle O'Reilly. It could have been anybody um, in terms of accepting this open challenge. But this spot where a baby face is triumphant, accepts the open challenge and loses. I mean, for somebody of the stature of Odyssey Jones looking at, you know, he's somebody that they have in plans for their future. I, I just didn't get this. I was I was pretty shocked actually seeing this. Yeah, me too. I was hoping that the um, that the open challenge was just going to be answered by somebody else that we wouldn't mind seeing losing. Or I I don't know. I I am so confused by the booking of Odyssey Youngs ever since the um, breakout tournament. I personally thought he didn't need the win to go for a title, so I could see why Carmelo Hayes won. But then after that, it's been very what 75 25 and 75 percent losing and he yeah. has all the charisma he has the size he's a new face Thank you. at the same time you're welcome Odyssey. at the same time i've been very very high on diamond mind i really like what they've been doing a lot of it has to do with them adding ivs to the to you know to the stable maybe that's yeah. why i like it more now so this year tonight i was very confused by this and there's other bookings that i didn't agree with and there's some that i personally did like but this was one that i was like why why did they have to do this to odyssey Youngs? why not bring out anybody else from the back yeah. that could take the, yeah. lo the loss and make um make that diamond mine look good but you know somebody's gotta win and somebody's gotta lose it's true uh, we went from this to Mandy Rhodes versus Raquel Gonzalez and uh, Dakota Kai showing up in a green yes. Grim Reaper costume, interfering. Mandy getting that uh, I'm not trying to put myself over here, but I thought Mandy mm. looked great in this match. <laughs> I actually, I thought some of the things that she was doing was very believable. She did that candlestick spot onto the chair. Like, I really, really liked that spot. I am going to say that as soon as they, you know, spin the wheel and I saw it was going to be a street fight, no DQ, and with Toxic Attraction winning earlier on, I automatically assumed that Toxic Attraction was going to come out and that's how we were going to win the title. So I will give them props on it being Dakota Kai, who beat the shit out of Raquel with that show. <laughs> like, that yeah. was, like, legit. Um, so I popped for that because I thought it was going to be the the – you know, so predictable. The stable's going to come out and help her, and they're going to hold all the gold, not Raquel's past coming back to haunt her. And we have been wondering, where is Dakota Kai? So I was happy to see her here. Um, really good selling. Uh, but I, I thought that I thought that Mandy looked great. I don't know if it's her time yet, but listen, I think they're all in with toxic attraction, and I'm not going to be against a powerful female stable. I think it's about time they did it. So I'm going to see where, where it goes. Yeah, I love the finish to this. I mean, they, they did use this trope before in terms of we'll get a ghoul to interrupt and whatnot. Uh, but I like how they did it with this one because we've been seeing these vignettes. She's had that shovel and she's kind of referenced her past. And this is a great way to reintroduce Dakota Kai because I think some people were nervous for her because she got a tryout. She didn't get drafted. She left NXT. So it's like, where is she? She's in this holding pattern. But it's good to see her back in NXT and she's going to be feuding with Raquel Gonzalez. And I'm fine with that. They really did protect Raquel Gonzalez by having her lose in this fashion to where Dakota Kai is the one who cost her the match. And at the same time, you put over Toxic Attraction. So there's a lot that happened that I think they tied together. And this was actually a rare instance of good booking on this show. Yes. Yeah. No, I think uh, Toxic Attraction at the top of the women's division. I think it's a nice 
reset and anything can happen from here. That's the great thing about this. Yeah. So uh, it does know. feel that way, especially when so many titles change hands tonight. I was like, wow, this show feels very anything could happen. Watch out. Yeah. Yes. They did a really good job with that. You know, really have to give them credit. I think it was uh, very, very strong. Very, very strong booking decision. Oh, and we saw uh, uh, we saw who the the teased figure was. Right. Kaylee Ray. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wait, that was okay. Kaylee Ray was the reveal for the woman with the shovel. This I time? thought it was Dakota. No, 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 no. Dakota. Dakota. No, no, no. I'm saying the vignettes. Remember all the vignettes that yes. we saw leading up to this? Yes, that yes, was Kaylee yes. Ray. That was Kaylee Ray. Yes. Okay. Oh, I think. I, yeah, I'm pretty right. sure. So that'll be good. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be good. I think it, uh, onwards and upwards here. We're looking good. Uh, Kingston, dollar seventy nine. Looking good, guys. Love the headpiece. <laughs> I know this is real. I grow this. One week. Uh, J- Jason <laughs> Not a cat Five dollars. Dakota Kai will be an impact soon after Raquel destroys her. Wow. 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 My God, you're getting spicy. Hey, hey, she have great matches in Impact. Impact might, I mean, low key be the best. They pride themselves in terms of their knockouts. Uh, at Bound for Glory, they had a great match with Diana Perrazzo and uh, Mickey James. I was just going to say, did you yeah. watch that match? That match oh, was yeah. awesome. The build-up to that match was awesome. I, I think that when I was looking at Bound for Glory, the two matches I was excited for were both women matches. Yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, you know, listen, people say that like it's a downgrade, but... I mean, Dakota Kai, I think, could really do some really special things in Impact. She's a very talented wrestler, and she'd have a lot of really talented matchups that she's been in NXT for years now. So, I mean, maybe even when her contract comes out, that might be something she wants to look up into. Mm, yeah. I mean, I think I'm still very excited about the NXT Women's Division. I think right now um, they have an abundance of talent. The question is how are they going to feature yeah. enough variety now, I mean, look, you know, if I was booking this, I think the woman would be 70% of the show. I think that they're so talented. There's so many unique characters there. But, yeah, I, th- I like where they're going after tonight. Um, we saw Grayson Waller, who stole. Uh, LA Knight had some car <laughs> troubles. Uh, Grayson Waller, so Grayson Waller was hosting. Um, oh, here's what I want to know. How did they rig the wheel? That's my big question. How did they rig the wheel? For the first one with Chucky's Choice, whatever, how did they rig the wheel to stop, even with the fans spinning the wheel, to get it to land where they wanted it to? I think there's somebody who's back and there's like a, the wheel looks the same exact if you look at it from behind. And I think somebody's there and they just kind of hold on to it. Uh, but oh. I, I never know how they do that. I think it, that's the only thing I can guess. Interesting. That's a good, that's a good, that's, that's a good conspiracy. I like that. Now you got me wanting to figure out how they did it. Cause I was thinking it's live. I was thinking it's a pre rolled like spin, you know what I mean? But you had the crowd there as well. So that makes sense. One of these days, Garrett, I want to see them screw it up where it stops on something, but it wasn't supposed to be that one. They say, oh, shit, and they have to just go back. So it goes from just stopping right there to, like, moving again. That would be so great. <laughs> I know. Garris Plowman saying, probably a magnet. I was thinking that, but you got to slow it down, though, and it has to slow down in a natural way. Right. I can see a magnet, but, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't move like it's magnetic. But I could see that. Yeah. Somebody, it's big somebody enough that. that somebody standing behind it, you wouldn't be able to see it. I like right. that theory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason Hunter, $5 saying, that's why I said it. Dakota Kai would be great in impact. Oh, okay. So, okay. I thought yeah. was, uh, oh, so he didn't mean it as a downgrade, which yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, no. Uh, Tony D'Angelo backstage. He's going to be on Last Legends show next week. 
Oh, look at that. Finally getting the payoff. Yes. That should be in the main event. Do you really think he's going to be on, though? Because I thought he was going to be on before, and then he didn't end up being on. So That would be... I, I think he's going to be ambushed, or someone's going to interfere, and that's going to be his first big feud. Who do you guys uh, want to see him feud with? Uh, I think, Cameron oh, Grimes. Yes, I was just going to say. But Cameron Grimes should lose money in Duke Hudson's poker room. Yeah. And that's how oh. it that's how it all happens. <laughs> no, I think that Tony D'Angelo should be on his way backstage to Last Legend show and Cameron Grimes is on his first date and Tony D'Angelo steals his girl. Oh, I, like I that. think that's how we should book it. I like that. This Me is too. the girl. Still all in on the on the Donnie Brasco angle. Someone tries to infiltrate and befriend Tony only to betray him. Um one day, one day. Uh, so we did. Oh yeah, let's uh, talk about Solo tonight, making his debut. Yes. Keisha's kid looked like a badass. You Solo didn't even Sokoa. have to introduce him. You could have. You could have just put him out there and be like, "Why is that one of the Usos? Why are they here?" This they were chanting Uso. I don't think he appreciated yeah. that. Like, <laughs> chant the guy's name. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at getting chanted after the most over, you know, stable in WWE right now. Like you almost right. haven't made. Just be good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brett Murphy, Alfred, please dress up as top dog. <laughs> yes, please. Jordans and all. I do have the Jordans for it. We'll see. <laughs> Stay tuned. And Serge McTavish saying, Ozzy needs to shake that tail feather for us. <laughs> it's going to be more than two pounds. I, I don't shake my tail feather for just anything. <laughs> Look at my OnlyFans. <laughs> I didn't plug it this past week. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyhow, uh, Lumberjack O'Lantern match for the NHC Tag Team Titles Imperium versus MSK. Don't, I, I'm tired of Imperium being like, well, Walter couldn't be here tonight. It's like, Again, imagine, imagine if there was an in-sync concert and just Joey, <laughs> here we go. and Christopher Patrick showed up and they were like, Justin, Lance, and JC couldn't be here tonight, but we're going to perform. Lance and JC wouldn't have anything else to do, so just Justin wouldn't be the one that would show up. <laughs> but imagine, so I don't, I don't get this. I don't get, I mean, Imperium... Uh, like, are they still over with the crowd? I think MSK is a, is a better team. I'm very surprised Imperium won the titles tonight. I yeah. think Imperium begins and ends with Valter, and I just don't care about these guys. Yeah, I, and it's like you're not supposed to almost. They're presented as Walter's goons. I was shocked that they beat the Creed brothers, but then I just thought, okay, so they just need somebody to have a pay-per-view quality match with MSK. That makes sense. And they freaking won this match too. I just don't. They're the black hole of entertainment. That's what I call them on Twitter, and I stand by that. I and don't think they should be champions. Uh, I Maybe they're doing this so MSK can chase them, but I just thought MSK was so great as a team. They looked incredible. This was a great match. I thought this was might have been the best yeah. match on the show. But the fact that MSK lost it did not sit well with me. And, in fact, the, what I'm saying is actually very unfair to Joey Fatone and Chris Kirkpatrick. Yeah. I mean, Joey Fatone had that supporting role in my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, yeah. uh, Chris Kirkpatrick had that line of clothing called, what was it, Fu Mansquito that was short-lived, yeah. which I never actually saw, but I heard about it. I was like, I need to get a Fu Mansquito t-shirt. You can't find them anymore. Nobody's selling those anymore. 
you know, and I think uh, Joey was on The Masked Singer. Like, so really this is unfair to them to compare them to Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. <laughs> they wish, they wish they had the charisma of Joey Fatone and Chris Kirkpatrick. Well, they didn't send Joey or Chris almost to the moon. It's true. Oh, Lance was the one that was going to get sent to the moon. Listen, I really, really was enjoying MSK's run, and they were letting them beat pretty much everybody. So I thought we were in for the in the long run for you know MSK, and it's so funny because I remember how we were so puzzled by Imperium winning last week, and then I saw the ending of this match, and I'm like, well, there it is. That's why they won last week because I still could not understand why they let them win over you know Diamond Mine. Whatever, I don't agree with the winners of the match, but I will say I really enjoyed this match. I thought the in-ring action and chemistry between the two teams was incredible. Commentary was throwing me off because they kept saying, Walter is watching from somewhere. Like, he's dead or something. Like, he's not dead. Like, you're sure that he's on FaceTime or something, you know? Like, I almost felt like you're somewhere up there. Walter is proud of them. Like, you know, and I do... I won. He's like, he's like Easy E at the end of the Crossroads video. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But I, I will say, while I understand your point that Walter should be there, last time we saw Walter, he lost. So I want the time that he does come back for it to be a pissed off Walter just beating yeah. the crap out of someone. I don't want him to come back just to be on the sidelines to watch him yeah. here and watch the tag team. So I'm not mad at Walter not being there because obviously he was watching from somewhere. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jason Hunter, $2. In the words of MJF, they are mid- very oh, nice. I just got that he's okay. So you know where MJF is? Where MJF got this from? What? There's a famous Bill Murray story when Chevy Chase came back to host SNL after he left, and Bill Murray was in the cast, and he said to Chevy Chase, "He said you're a medium talent," oh. <laughs> which is like one of the most cutting things you could probably say to an entertainer. Yeah. Uh, as I said, MJF is keeping that spirit alive. Mama, <laughs> mama, mid. Yes. Mid. You're a medium At this. Yeah. Man, Imperium won this. And then we had the main event, Braun Breaker versus Tommaso Ciampa, in a night where every title changed hands. And we really got a taste of some, some change of direction in NXT. Tommaso Ciampa, like the oldest of old school NXT, retained tonight over this hot young upstart who they were they were hyping pretty heavily but was it Tommaso Ciampa or was it Kratos from um God of War <laughs> yeah. who who really was it that won this title to... tell me did he look just like Kratos he did he did like he was yeah. perfect except yeah, for he was blue instead of the red yeah. but he was the listen Ciampa is a cosplay god now in my eyes but um I was surprised by the ending. I, I'm not in the Braun Breaker train, so I'm not going to be mad that Champa didn't win, but I really thought going into tonight that this was going to be the title that changed hands. I didn't think the tag titles were changing hands. I personally thought Raquel was winning. I thought this, were, this was a lock that the main title was changing hands. I'm still confused as of why, but I did like the match itself. Love Champa's attire. And I thought I also thought he's getting the grand entrance with the outfit he's gonna lose because they gave it to Raquel and Raquel lost. So you know, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm I'm very very confused by that booking, but I'm not I'm not mad about it. I don't think that Braun Breaker has it yet. 
But well, I don't think he should have been in the title picture yet also. And that's the reason why it made sense. They've done nothing to build Braun Breaker or make me care about his character. I mean, to me, he's coming across like Mojo Raleigh without the personality. Um, and I Ooh, think oh. I like Mojo. <laughs> I like Mojo a lot. But there's a lot of really? <laughs> Good thing you like him because God. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying is that Mojo at least had a personality, cut promos. Like, yes, they were all over the place with his character and never really got going, especially once they got to the main roster. But with Braun, like, he's got a great look. He can go. I thought it was going to be a great story tonight that he got the shit kicked out of him, got busted open, and still stood to get the win. If they just done a little bit more world building and character development with him, it would all make sense. But right now, like, I just don't see it. I think it was too soon. Yeah, it was very exciting in terms of him being in this spot, but he was clearly the guy from day one of NXT 2.0 who not only stood out, he got this big win. The first match they ever had in this new era was him beating LA Knight. So they're immediately training you to think this is going to be the guy. And I even picked Tommaso to win this match last week thinking at, like because of the weird erratic booking. But then when I watched this show and I just saw, okay, so they're putting over all the new people. It's this new era. And then now you have this guy who you're clearly building around. Uh, on this show, the way it went for him to lose just made absolutely no sense to me. I, I thought that this, uh, given the tone that they were setting, was his night to win. I, I don't think they've given up on him or he's screwed or anything like that. I just thought, uh, you know, a lot of people have been taking unnecessary losses in terms of their new talent where it's this fresh coat of paint. You can present them as anything you want. If you want them to be like the world beaters, you can do that. And if you want them to be people who go two step forward, one step back, I like that booking too. But with Braun Breaker, he was winning all of his matches. And now all of a sudden on this night where it seemed like it was going to be his coronation, they just uh, pulled the rug from under him, it felt like. And the silver lining is now the path is cleared for Tony D'Angelo to take that NXT title yes. off Tommaso Ciampa. Obviously Got to get it to the GOAT! Obviously ready for that. Like I know that we're sitting here saying it's too soon for Braun Breaker. They waited too long for Tony D'Angelo. It's true. Yeah. The, one, uh, I, one. the first episode ended that he was on and he wasn't champion. I felt like they're just, they're really dragging their feet with this thing. Why do we watch? Yeah, it's true. As a matter of fact, he should have just came out and taken the belt from Trump. He doesn't even have to wrestle for it, honestly. That's how they should, that would be better than the title exchange. Is Tony Pino? <laughs> he goes like this, he goes, come on. He just gives it to him. I mean, I'm just, just putting it out there. Who better? Who, who is a better choice? than Tony D'Angelo right now in terms of character development, always money when they're on the air, can go in the ring, over with the crowd, unlimited potential, and star oh, power. Oh, well, Chucky. Okay, well, Chucky can't... The <laughs> they can't secure the rights for that. Like, that, that's too tied up. USA, Chucky's got other things too. I'm saying, to, like, who's better than Tony D'Angelo right now? Nobody. Honestly. I would Nobody. like to see a, a Chucky with a mini NXT championship. I think that'd be adorable. <laughs> you called a killer doll adorable. I love that. <laughs> the path is clear for Tony D'Angelo, but him being a Lash legend, I don't know that he's going to be in a title feud anytime no. soon. And with him being so over with the internet crowd and the NXT crowd, they might not put him in a title feud in a while as sure. much as we want to see it just because of the fact that they know he's over. So they know they don't need to do that. I still think that they rushed Braun Breaker, and I wish they would have had just a different title match for Champa tonight and let Braun build that character and charisma a little bit longer before we saw him in a title match. Now, let me tell you, two months ago in the pre-Tony D'Angelo era, the pre-Tony D'Angelo era, Cameron Grimes 
Cameron Grimes was the man. He could still get back there. Um, but like, what in the F are they doing with Cameron Grimes? He's been in these corny backstage segments. This guy was so over with Ted DiBiase, million dollar championship. Everything he did was, was no pun intended gold for like six months. Everyone's favorite. And now he's just, he, he's wallpaper. He's background. I feel that way about LA Knight as well. Yeah. But was LA Knight really ever over? As a heel, yes. As a, he did okay work as a heel. He never. I don't think he ever got to the level that maybe they wanted him to until right. he started working with uh, Cameron Grimes. Yeah. Uh, they were good together. Uh, but yeah, you're right because he was supposed to host the show. Chucky really seemed like the host of this show. They really should have just presented Chucky as the host because they had Grayson Waller and LA Knight do the thing with the Draculas. And I don't think they did either of those guys' favors tonight. No. How they were presented, <laughs> especially Grayson Waller as a babyface who just got beat up by, by Sakola. So, I mean, it was two steps back from them tonight. But uh, I, I just think that LA Knight, once upon a time, had like a spark when he was working yeah. with uh, Cameron Grimes. And I think both of them have really cooled off since that feud. And they're kind of dropping the ball, especially with Cameron Grimes, because that is a promising storyline with him and Grayson Waller. And maybe now that they're done with the Halloween thing, they're going to be able to do the ladies' man gimmick. But I'm kind of nervous that they're going to cut his hair and cut his facial hair and just change him. And it's not going to be the same Cameron Grimes. Well, Cameron Grimes and also LA Knight were two of the names that I thought 99% for sure were going to get drafted, and that's why we weren't seeing them involving any kind of storylines. They gave the title back, and let's just wing it until they go to the main roster. I am, I'm still shocked, and, and we'll see how it plays out, but I'm still shocked at the names that ended up coming up when you have so much charisma in people that you really don't have anything left for them to do in NXT. They're still down there. I don't know how they made these decisions, honestly. Very odd. It's very odd. I don't know. I'm very optimistic about the future of NXT, but it's crazy yeah. to me that way that they're missing. I mean, Cameron Grimes, especially like that is blatant mis misuse of someone yeah. that has been a top star for, for quite some time. I get that they want to develop and give the spot like Joe Gacy's time could all go to, to Cameron Grimes as far as I'm concerned. Well, and Tony D'Angelo. I mean, let's, let's be fair. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. They need. They need. To, they need to do something else. But uh, so Trump retained tonight. I don't know who is next. I don't know who he's gonna face. Maybe he just drops. Uh, yeah, I could see him just dropping the title. Maybe they do a tournament. I don't know. But I feel like this seemed like even with my short the shortcomings about Braun's character development, I don't know what else you could do with Tommaso Ciampa right now. Yeah. I mean, this you could give him Cameron Grimes. LA night. You could give a lot of people that are not doing anything. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I still want to know what happened to Samoa Joe because I would assume Samoa Joe, if he's still going to wrestle, he might want that title back when he comes back. But is yeah. he coming back? <laughs> Von Wagner. Yeah, that was supposed to be a month. Wrong. We haven't been radio silent. Yeah. Very odd. So all in all, this little like mini pay-per-view night, Halloween Havoc, uh, Mandy Rose, what did you think of the show? I thought it was fun. It was entertaining. I liked, there was a lot of expect the unexpected moments for me. I, I honestly didn't think that a lot of that this many titles were changing hands. I wanted to see they're really fully in. I love when Odyssey fixes his hair. I can't help it. Um, I, I, I didn't, I, I wanted to know if they were all in toxic attraction or not. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm excited to see where it goes. Like what um, Tony D'Angelo was saying, I, I'm optimistic, but I really 
question some of the decisions as well. I feel sad for MSK. I really like them, and I didn't think that Imperium was it. If they were going to lose it, it should have been to, I don't know, somebody different, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. like a new up-and-coming Diamond Mine or something like that, you know? So that title change was probably my least favorite of the night. Odyssey, your final thoughts? I thought the show was mid. I did not think that uh, they <laughs> capitalized on some opportunities that they had. Uh, I didn't like the random loss from Odyssey Jones. Uh, the main event I thought was actually really good. I thought Braun Baker looked really great. He did have that kind of trip and fall, but it was fortuitous because it was just as Vic Joseph was saying that like he's very inexperienced, and then he fell. So it almost seemed like they planned it. Uh, but I just didn't agree with that booking. It was a lot of head-scratching decisions on this show. And and no really blow-away matches outside of the MSK matches I thought was really good. There was nothing that, you know, obviously we have to temper our expectations because this is a, a new crew, a mostly uh, inexperienced. But I, I did not think that as a whole this show really delivered for me. Um, yeah, and Chase U was in the, the haunted house. He was. I like that funny. He said, did somebody say Chase? That they need to do that more in terms of him just showing up randomly. Yes. And NXT has been doing such an amazing job with their backstage segments. I know that I say it every week, but every week they just deliver something that I find so entertaining. I've been yeah. loving it. I like that NXT feels kind of hokey again and fun again. I think... Yes. I think they, you know, when, whenever they got rid of the roar of the crowd intro, remember when they had the one where they were like marching in slow motion? I think yeah. when NXT decided that they were the cool brand, they almost instantly started to become a little uncool, um, you know, and trying to make it a little too metal. I like the way it feels now. But yeah, it's like, I think they really got to push the variety show aspect and just keep giving us, you know, more and different entertainment. I mean, the matches. You know, matches are what they are, I think. But, uh, yeah, just good TV week in and week out. I'm optimistic after tonight, but I'm curious where they go for here because we don't even know. Was there a takeover on the horizon? Do they have anything coming up? They don't even say the word takeover anymore. Like, I don't. I think they might be done with that whole branding. I think uh, the made-for-TV pay-per-view specials is going to be a thing for a while. But uh, I mean, they just released their pay-per-view schedule, and it didn't look like – any NXT like Saturday or weekend shows were on there <laughs> as many Rose tags out, but she'll be back. Uh, so I, I don't know what they're doing with the NXT in terms of that. I'd like for at least once a month, maybe once every other month, they have some of these TV specials so they can build up to something. I'm very interested to see how this does in the ratings because they're going head to head with game one of the World Series, which is going to be murderous. I mean, I know they, they're like at 600,000 or whatnot, but I can see them going down from that. Unfortunately, even though this was a big show, the timing just didn't work out to where they had to go head to head with the World Series, which is never good. WWE has a hard enough time competing with the World Series. NXT, it might be some tough sledding. Yeah. It was a good show. It was an entertaining show. Uh, it was predictable in some ways, not in others. I enjoyed it. But yeah, I think it's a question of where do they go from here? What's next? Mandy has forsaken us. She's left. Yes, she's gone toxic. She's starting a celebration early, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Well, on that note, uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, our alter egos will be back Friday night to talk about SmackDown. SmackDown on FS1 this week. No, it's back on Fox. This, well, actually, is it? You no, know, I think it's back on. No, no, no. FS. No, FS1 29th. Yes, FS1. It's on FS1 because of the World Series. Yes, the World Series, and then there's going to be an extra hour of talking smack, which should be fun. Is uh, is Rampage live this Friday? I don't think Rampage is live. No, I think they're mm. taping that. Well, so no, no, no official rematch. Okay. 
There we go, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Forget about it.